The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. Hi, this is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this edition of the DI Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, what is going on in the great state of Colorado today? Fires. <laughs> Sorry. Largest fire in the history of the state of Colorado, and with the winds that we've had, Chris, and unfortunately with, again, record temperatures this entire summer, it's it's doesn't make major news because there's so many other things that are important to talk about other than hundreds of thousands of acres and people losing their homes burning. Fortunately, we might have had a little frost last night. Actually, we did, but it's going to be back into the 70s and for October, that's still kind of warm. So if anybody out there is listening and has a hope and a prayer to the old uh, weather gods, let's hope that we get some weather in Colorado to get these fires extinguished and everybody else out west. Chris, I guess fires have extended all the way to the state of Indiana. So anywhere there's wildfires, that's what I'm thinking about today. That's my, my good thoughts for the day are let's get these wildfires out. All right. Well, we'll, we'll pray to the rain gods. Hey, Mike, I thought on this episode that maybe we would take a pause or a deep breath. Uh, there's been so many things that have gone on in our country since COVID. It has certainly changed the dynamics uh, on every facet of our life to include financial services industry. And I thought maybe what we would do today is spend a few minutes just talking about what you and I are seeing specifically in the disability insurance world as it relates to the impact that COVID has had on our industry. Chris, I think that's a really good idea. And if you don't mind me kicking off a, a little point, I had lunch with a guy yesterday that does, uh, obviously a broker, most of my friends are, he, but he's an employee benefits guy. He does a little bit of individual disability insurance, which you and I focus our podcast on, the DI guys. But just from his perspective, what COVID did to employee benefits is he lost his one of his biggest, biggest clients, again, no fault of his, because the number of layoffs was so great, they just decided to, uh, at least now, then they hope it's temporary. But he lost the entire, he lost the entire group because they said, you know what? We, we got to retool. Uh, we laid off, you know, half of our workforce. You know, the revenue is way down. So other than I think it's not over, I guess is what I'm trying to say is, is, is wherever we go with this and, and this COVID-19, it's no longer novel. Do you agree? <laughs> I agree. It, it's not novel anymore, but anyway, or whatever they say, I, I think um, we're just not, we're not at the tip of the iceberg, Chris, but we got a long way to go economically for our world, the world of income protection. I think there's a lot of people everywhere. And there's been a lot of cottage industries, though, on the upside that have popped up. He thinks this case may come back, but they're not paying for anything right now but health insurance. They cut all benefits, Chris, except for one. Just cut them. And I think, unfortunately, that's going to happen for some people. You know, fortunately, some have jobs still, but others don't. You know, they've said that the, um, I think where we got to go, Chris, I know I'm all over the board this morning, is, you know, these cottage industries that are popping up and these, you know, these gig economy jobs and whatever everybody calls them, we're going to have to figure out how to start insuring some of these jobs that are a little farther to the left or the right of the mainstream, only because um, I think over time they're going to turn into real professions, real jobs, whatever that may be. Like I said, you know, if you've got an Uber driver that's an engineer that's not engineering right now but still paying their bills, 
I think we should figure out a way to insure them. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Mike, I, I think it's a great point, and I want to kind of dovetail on what you just said. I'm going to first talk about employee benefits, and let me talk about the gig economy. Uh, so the employee benefits, you know, one of the things that, that I have heard is certainly that the GSI multi-life market has really slowed to almost a standstill. Maybe a crawl would be a better way to describe it because there are some cases being written. But to your point, if companies, meaning companies that are providing you know goods and services, not the insurance companies, are struggling to survive, like the example you gave, they're cutting back on their benefits. And so what that means is that for the 1-1-2020 renewal cycle is that no additional benefits are being proposed, i.e., disability insurance for the executives or a selected class or voluntary. It's kind of like, let's hunker down. So that's going to affect the sales that would normally go into effect on 1-1. But Mike, I think you'll agree with me that it's going to have a lingering effect because that friend of yours that you talked to, over the next 12 months, he's going to have to continue and help his clients do the best thing for the client based upon their economic situation, which might, I think it will, I think it's going to affect 1-1-22 renewals in terms of additional benefits. So that's number one. Then number two with a gig economy, no doubt you're, you're correct. And whether somebody enters the workforce as a gig economy or is maybe takes a step back, if that's the right choice of words, from the engineer to the gig economy, I, I believe that the the insurance carriers will be there to be able to provide coverage. The thing that I'm hearing in the marketplace is that people are willing to maybe insure 50% of what the person is now making, you know, until they really establish themselves as something that is going to be uh, sustainable. And then they would go to 100% of the issue and participation limit. So I think that the insurance, disability insurance carriers are dipping their toes into it. But to your point, uh, longer term is they have to be ready from the get-go. Chris, I couldn't agree more, and I think that's a, a really good point. I hope um, I hope carrier folks are out there listening this morning. They may not be, but the, 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 there's got to be a way to do this. Uh, you and I would both agree. I don't think there was a real struggle with writing physicians in 2020. Do you? You know, Mike, we had, had that conversation regarding the, the recent Milliman report in that certainly the, the, the doctor business has increased uh, for good reason. They've had some challenges with dentists since some of the dental practices were shut down for a period of time in certain states. So, you know, that's gone back a little bit. I think it's now starting to, to pick up steam. But overall, you know, the, the sales through the first six months of 2020 are barely, I mean, just, just a hair over where they were in 19. And a lot of that was, those GSI cases that hit on 1-1 of 2020. So the carriers are already forecasting that, you know, their business is going to be flat or down once we go through all the way 2020. Well, let's talk about a couple of the other, I'm going to call this a sidebar here. We're, we're talking about what's been happening over six months. There's, there's two other things, Chris, that I see industry-wise that could really impact the income protection business going forward. One is interest rates. They've been talking about interest rates changing for years and years and years. And we've just, what change we've seen is the direction nobody's ever expected. Would you say that's fair? Yes, sir. 
basically to zero. I mean, so that, that, you know, insurance companies have to invest money to make money, to pay claims, to pay commissions, to pay everything. It's still a, a relatively simple business in that regard. So you've got an interest rate environment that's still putting pressure on carriers. And I think from an underwriting perspective, something that we haven't discussed yet since we've actually started this, because now we're in October and we've spent since March with this novel coronavirus affecting our entire world. And now you have the WHO, which is World Health Organization, like and love them. I'm not going to voice an opinion on that one way or the other. But something that I think that we should look at is when they start talking about mental nervous and drug and alcohol problems by people being so isolated for so long, addictions, that could put some pressure on claims. What What are your thoughts? I, when they are talking about the incidents, I have friends that are psychotherapists that said, I am booked. In other words, I, my, my, for the first time in my career, I can't take any more clients. That tells you something about the environment which we're all living now. I mean, some days I absolutely feel the pressure of just like the world's caving in on me because you really can't go anywhere and you leave the house. I get to the grocery store and I don't have a mask. Well, I, you know, I don't even have a dirty sock to put on my face. So I got to drive back home just because I forgot a mask. And, you know, you guys out there can say, Cog, you idiot, put a mask in your car and leave it. Yeah, well, I've done that now. But I'm talking about mental, nervous, drug, and alcohol are pretty much covered. Or if, let's say, a worst-case scenario, Chris, even with a group contract, it's two years. I'm not sure how that's going to impact 21, 22, whatever years claims. But I'm curious this morning from the guy sitting out in Seattle, Washington, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think that we could have claims incidents in that specific area go up. Well, it's interesting, Mike, when I spoke at Milliman, they also did a report about the impact of COVID on the individual disability insurance industry. And one of the things they talked about in that report was that carriers are starting to see a tick up in those types of disabilities. They don't know the definitive answer because it still is relatively early, but there's concern. So there's no doubt that the industry is has to take a look at that. But Mike, also what's going to be impacted on what you just said if I'm one of those people who went to the psychiatrist or the psychologist because I'm dealing with some of the pressures brought upon by COVID-19 and I go to apply for disability insurance next year, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my underwriting decision? Well, you know what? It's probably going to be a modified issue now. We both know that, right? It'll be a modified case. It won't be, if you want to pull mental nervous, I would say the likelihood of you getting that is almost zero, that there'll be a restriction put on that particular policy. I know more people now that are seeing psychotherapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists than ever before in the 60 years that I've been on this earth. Friends, anywhere from the age of, let's say, 38 to 65. If you're a 47-year-old male or female with three children, all under the age of 13, and both of you lost their jobs, I would, and this has happened to people that I actually know, I would say there's some family pressure, wouldn't you? There's no question. And Mike, what, what I find really, what's going to be interesting is we, Fast forward two, three, four years into the future, you know, there's a reason why group LTD carriers have a two-year limitation for mental nervous drug and alcohol, right? And it, it certainly allows them to deal with some, I'm going to put this in air quotes, some questionable claims, okay? Not that there aren't people out there who, who suffer through some very bad things. However, if, if now the individual carriers have a huge percentage of their 
individual policies without mental nervous drug and alcohol related claims because there's an exclusion, how does that impact their profitability? I mean, does it offset some of the, you know, the interest rate deals that you're changing? And it's all hypothetical because none of us have the crystal ball. But I do believe that in re the real world is this, Mike. There's going to be a lot of people who apply for disability insurance, individual disability insurance, in the next one to 36 months that are going to get an exclusion because of what you just described, uh, going to a psychiatrist or anybody in that profession because of the challenges inflicted upon us by COVID-19. Well, Chris, it's interesting. Take, just take COVID-19. And again, you and I are just, again, we're just opinion guys here. We, we, you know, other than the Milliman study, which we have in front of us, there, there is some data here that, that what you've just stated reflects, you know, accuracy of the industry. But what about COVID itself? If you were positive and you had the COVID, is that going to become a question? You know, no one's ever asked me if I've had the flu, Chris. I mean, and I'm not going to poo poo anything, but right. nobody's ever said, have you had a cold in the last 24 months? But if I had COVID and I was on a respirator and we still don't know whether or not I had lung damage, so does the question become possibly, did you get it? Were you hospitalized? Were you on a ventilator? What does that do to the industry? We, you know, again, most of it's been elderly. That's not cool, by the way. I get that. So uh, my, my heart goes out to everybody that's had to deal with this directly. But at the end of the day, we're talking about insurance and where do you go from here? And I, I think that there's an awful lot to be discussed. Uh, if I'm on a ventilator, do I suddenly have some kind of, it, it's hard to limit cardiovascular. You can do high blood pressure, but respiratory, Chris, how do you do it? Is that coming? And that, these are just hypotheticals that you and I throw out here for our listeners to ponder. And that's what we're trying to do this morning is think about these questions. I don't think there's a greater time. I don't think there's a greater time to get out there and start again, having this conversation and saying, I don't know what the future looks like. It, it can be bright, but you might as well get everything now. Get what you can get today. Go get insurance. Like I said, Chris, you know me. I would lose my house. They could take it away before I'd let my insurance premiums freaking go lapse or my policies lapse. Ever. Mike, I want to close today's episode with two things. What is your famous line about going to the doctor and the impact it could have on your insurance? Oh, I've been saying this for an extremely long time. Thank you. I, it sounds like a little bit of a plug, but I ask everybody, you know, your next visit to the physician, your physician, for whatever reason, could be the last time you're insurable for the rest of your life. Do you want to take that chance? So, you know, so it's a, it's a great point. So something to be very mindful. And then Mike, before we close, I just want to remind everybody about our, the release of our upcoming book, The Broker's Broker. It's going to be released on November 2nd. And you'll be able to get that from Amazon. Just uh, circle your account, the date on the calendar, so you can go to Amazon and pick up a copy. It's some great advice for anybody who is really interested in growing their DI sales. So, Mike, with that, I just want to thank you for your time today, and we'll talk soon. As always, thank you, Chris, and enjoy your weekend.